Hi. Good morning, everyone. So I know a few weeks back, Mark um, got, it, got you all to pray for us, didn't he? Um, and I just think it's good to keep sharing um, what's going on. So on Friday night, I was just spending some time praying and asking God what he wanted to do on the streets. And I was just drawn back to a song that, for me, was really important when we first started um, going out on the streets, thanks to Mike. And I'm forever grateful that Mike catalyst us out onto the street because that's just been brilliant you know brilliant so thanks Mike um, but there's a song by um, someone called Lucy Grimble who some of you may have heard um, and, and the words the song is called atmosphere and the words go like this let's fill this city with the songs of heaven our joyful no noise makes the darkness flee as we praise him we establish a place for his glory Let's join the angels as we really come to worship, our lives abandoned to the Father's call with a hunger to see Jesus lifted high over all because our worship changes atmospheres. That's why we'll never stop praising. And that song for me has been a real like testimony of my heart. So my, when I go out on the street, that is what motivates me to go, that I want to worship and praise Jesus and see Jesus lifted high in the streets, because I really do believe that as we do that, it changes atmospheres. And I just felt really drawn to pray for that and to put that out on the prayer app for us to pray um, as we went out this week with just this sense that we've been doing this for years now. Yeah. And there's something about being faithful in doing what God says to do. And one of the things that's been on everybody's hearts, I think, and Phil particularly keeps praying, God, let us see some tangible evidence of what you're doing here. Because so often, don't we, we have to sow seed and we don't necessarily see with the eyes of our, natu our natural eyes. You know, always we have to be looking with faith and trusting that every time we go, every time we sing, every time we speak, the spirit of God is working. We may not see it, but something is happening. But, you know, sometimes we, it's great when we see that tangible evidence, isn't it? And as humans, we need that little bit of encouragement. But you know what? And so we, I had that, that, that like, God, we just have to, as we're praising you, that's what you're doing today. You're, you're moving back the powers and the principalities over this city. And that's what we want to do, don't we? We want to see the powers and principalities moved back so that hearts can be ready to receive the word of God, can be ready to receive the truth of the gospel of Jesus, because we want to see Jesus lifted high in this city. And we want to see, like Nick's been saying, the blood of Jesus that has atoned for us. We want to see other people drawn into that and to come to know for themselves that that is for them too. Um, so there was that. And then as, as I was worshiping on Saturday morning before we went out. I was singing that song, Awake My Soul and Sing. That is praise or anyway. And, and there's a line in there where it says, for as, and as we, when we hear praises, he, that's God, hears faith. And there's another line that says, when we, when he, we hear worship, sorry, getting in a tangle, when we hear worship, he hears faith. And it's like the spirit of God really quickened that to me. And I just knew that when we went out that morning, that as we worshiped, as we praised, God was going to hear our faith and do something as a result of that. So we did what we normally do. And and I, a little bit of personal testimony for me. It's like, you, if you, you've heard me sing, you've all heard me sing. I love to worship, but I don't have the best voice in the world. <laughs> you know, I can sing and I can sing in tune, but I've had to learn over my time. God, I trust you that this one star voice that you've given me is enough for me to lay down and to f do things with. So every week when I go out on the street, I'm praying, God, would you put your spirit on what I bring and just make it more than because it's not enough in itself, but make it more than. And you know, one of the things that's really struck me, because it makes me then, and, and this is what I want, and, and even if I did have a brilliant voice, this would still be what I want, but because I don't have, it's like more pertinent to me. It has to be the Spirit of God. 
It has to be the Spirit of God. Whether you have a fantastic voice or are not so fantastic, it has to be the Spirit of God. So every time I'm worshiping and singing and praising, and it's not just me, but I'm just sharing my testimony this morning. Every time I do that, I'm saying, God, let your Spirit be what impacts people as they walk past. And I'm always praying, God, just let the worship draw people. Let your Spirit touch Spirit to Spirit. Let your Spirit touch people as they walk past. And we've seen things in the past, but the last couple of weeks has just been something different. Um, and, and there's a song called Waymaker, which we sing here. I don't know what that song does on the street, but it does something. You know, first, what happens is there's a Christian walks past who cannot help themselves but stand and join in. They can't help them. You just watch them. I watched this guy yesterday. He stopped, and he just had to keep singing with us. And so, for one, that's fantastic, isn't it? Because, like, someone else is just joining in with us. But then, suddenly, there's this girl coming, and you just know. And people, have, this girl, and others had happened earlier, but this girl just started to weep. And, and like, it really was, honestly, and there was another lady that Connie took, just standing there and starting to weep. The Spirit of God was going direct into these people's hearts. You know, and, and somebody from the Wine Joy went to this girl, and this girl just said, I was coming down here, and I just want to fall into the arms of Jesus. And that, like, that is absolutely what we want people to see. That is absolutely what we want the Spirit of God to do. So I just wanted to share that testament. I think Connie's going to say something in a minute. To, to just say, isn't God amazing? And like, I mean, we, you know, it's just brilliant. But what I really felt like, like for all of us, we'll all have different scenarios that we're in. We'll all have different people that we're praying for. Maybe different things that we've been praying, God, I want to see your spirit. God, I want some tangible evidence of what you're doing right now. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's someone really close to you that you've been praying and seeing and really knowing that you're just faithfully doing what God has asked you to do. What faithfully being who God has made you to be. And I just want to encourage you today that God hears that. God honors that. And in his due time, he will bring that to pass. So be encouraged. If you're holding on for something that God wants to do, then just, just hold on. God will do it. He is faithful. He will do it. I didn't finish my testimony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But. So there was another bit. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So this is, a, this is quite funny. So, <laughs> so the, the, the mum of the girl that said, I just want to fall into the name of Jesus, um, Maggie went to talk to her. And Maggie told me afterwards that the mum said, as they were coming down across, because we do it on Christ Pieces, so there's quite a walkway. Um, as she was coming down, the mum said, I thought this person was singing out of tune. But then when I got there, I realised they weren't. <laughs> so for me, I mean, yeah, sorry, but it, for me, that's just brilliant because it has to be the Spirit of God. And it's like I swallow my pride every week, every week. I would never do that. I would never go and do that myself. I swallow my pride every week. And I just say, God, here am I. Use me for your glory and let worship, let your spirit impact people's lives. So, Connie. That was so, that was so great. So great. Yeah, it was so exciting. I was just thinking, you know, we, we started out and it, it just felt a little hard, you know. It's always hard to go up to somebody and say, hi, hey, how are you doing, you know. And, uh, but you do, you do. And sometimes they want to talk, sometimes they don't. But, uh, you know, it's like, oh, it's hard. And then Joy says, yes, it is hard. But, but, it's, it, but Jesus loves this the most. Like, we're out here sharing Jesus, and he loves us. You know, I don't know whether he loves it the most, but he loves it, right? He loves the fact that we're out there dying to self, giving Jesus away. And I just want to encourage you, you know, it's for all of us. We can all just go and, and stand and worship or sit and pray for those who are w witnessing or, you know, or, or, or come and talk to people. Just be, be friendly. Friendliness is the key to evangelism. 
<laughs> just giving away Jesus. And it was so beautiful to walk up and this woman standing there. And, and, and uh, I, said, I said, how are you doing? And she just burst into tears. And she said he, he was, and then when she could talk, she said he, he, Roger was sharing about, you know, about how hard it is and how sad it is, but how much joy Jesus brings. And she says, I'm so sad. <laughs> year and a half. She's a Christian, but a year and a half and struggling. And, and we got to pray for her. And, you know, Jesus is just out there drawing people, like the anointing. It's drawing people. And the well, it feels like the well is broken open. And now tears are beginning to flow. You guys, could this be our time? Could this be what we've been praying for? So, yeah, let's, let's get out there. Let's keep praying and believe that God's going to bring this harvest in. God, we just uh, want to thank you for the fruit that is being seen out on the streets on a Saturday morning. And we just thank you for every heart that you've touched and every heart you are touching and every heart you're working on. And twofold there, God, for the people who are going out, the hearts that you're working on in the people who are going out there, the, the stepping out, the seeds that you've put in them to go and sow. And for every heart they're touching, God, the people they're meeting, Lord, that you, you would prepare that ground before them that you go we know you do you prepare the ground we, we pray every all the prayer groups praying god we, you prepare that ground for them to go and meet those people to sow those seeds so god we just thank you for what you are doing for the salvations that are being seen for the for the people that are being met for the word that is being sown god that it would go forth from that place and it would bear fruit Lord God, that we will continue to see the fruit growing from that place, that hearts will continue to be changed, that your blood will continue to be at work in each and every one of those hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, thank you, God. Amen. Please do continue to pray for them through the week, and especially on the Saturday morning from about 11 o'clock on a Saturday. If, you want to, if you're a person who has a prayer diary, pop that in. Please pray for these guys from 11 o'clock on a Saturday as they, they go out. Um, just one final part for me this morning. Obviously, it is Father's Day this morning. And um, I was actually, yesterday was my birthday. I was actually born on Father's Day. So Father's Day, I feel like, always holds a real special thing because I'm the eldest of my parents' children. Wait, why would you say that? Um, so I, there's a story that apparently my mum handed me to my dad and said, Happy Father's Day on Father's Day. So it always has a real special place in my heart, Father's Day. And um, I love my dad. And my brother is an amazing father. And I, you know, I see that modeled in them. And I see that modeled in so many of the parents that I see here. The love of the father's heart being shown to their children. And this morning, we just really honor the dads here today, at home as well. Um, we've got a little something for you. Um, kind of follows on from the testimony there. It's a little coaster. It says, let your light shine. Um, to, for all the dads. So for all the dads that are here today, we've got one of these for you as you leave this morning. Um, and just to carry on, just as an encouragement, to, to thank you for everything you do, but to just encourage you to let your light shine, the light of the Father that shines through all of your hearts, just continue to go forth. Um, so I'm just going to pray for all the dads real quick, and then Bob's going to come and share with us this morning. So thank you, God, for all the fathers in our lives. God, we all have one. Whether they're good, whether they're not so great, whether they're absent, God, we thank you for our fathers that have all played a part in our lives. We thank you for those who are strong and confident men of God that, that lead their families and their households. And for those as well, God, that are not so great at doing that, but Lord, that you, you, you love them. 
and, and your desire is for them to model that fatherly love for their family of God. So we thank you this morning for everything they do, for the cars they fix, for the things they build, for the Lego they build, for the memories we all have of our dads building things with us when we were kids, and for the families that they build, strong connections. We thank you for every act and every role they play in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you help fathers to be that, that fatherly role model that you have set before them, that they can continue to just grow and be everything you call them to be. Thank you for everything they do in Jesus' name. Amen. Bob, over to you. The great father of God right here. <laughs> father of us all this morning. Well, good morning. And actually, it's our great-granddaughter's birthday today as well. It's her first birthday today. And her name is Sunday. When we held that, we thought, oh, that's a nice name. I've never heard that name before, but her name is Sunday. I wonder, wonder if the next one will be called Monday. I'm not very sure, but uh, uh, I did mention that to them. They were not all that amused about that, but uh, that's, the, that's the way it was. But it's, it's nice to, to see these little darlings growing up in that way, and fathers are, are so important. I give God thanks for, for my father. Um, I, I, I do look back now and realize that um, I've got a younger brother, um, and um, when we were at home and we were little boys, every Sunday morning, at breakfast time, after breakfast, on your knees, boys, you know, and we had to go on our knees, and we thought, here we go again, you know, and, um, and, um, and he prayed for us. And he prayed around the world for everybody. You know the idea? Um, uh, but, you know, I look back at that now and I realize the power of prayer. Because in the end, my brother and I ended up as, as actually ministers in, in, in different parts of the world. And, you know, the power of prayer is amazing. And I give God thanks for every praying father. I, I prayed for our three boys, I'll tell you this. Um, and they know it. Um, and uh, they keep telling me about that. And uh, I think they're mostly ha happy about it, you know. Um, but Father's Day is a wonderful day, and fathers are absolutely vital in every situation. Um, I heard, I saw, I, can I tell a wee joke? I'll tell a wee joke. Um, I, I saw, so it's, it's about Father's Day. It was this um, joke, it said, um, this little boy said, Happy Father's Day. It wouldn't be Father's Day without me. So, could you give me a present in the lounge later? Give me an idea. And I thought, there you go. So, children are important to fathers as well. Apart from that, let's go on to what we're saying this morning. Um, the thing is that I, I love Joyce's talk last Sunday. Tell her that, Les. You know, um, it was so encouraging. The power of testimony is, is quite amazing. And um, I, I just, um, I've been thinking a lot about it. And I'm thinking this morning, too, about all these testimonies, you know, and all that's happening with you guys. Um, and I, I want to speak this morning on recognizing the presence of God in your life. Recognizing the power and the presence of God in your life. Folks, we are powerful people in Christ. 
We are powerful people. And I want to share a bit about that this morning, just to encourage us all to know the, 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 the release that God has given to us to share this good news. And if you go over to Luke chapter 8, there's a, an amazing story there about uh, the man who was demon-possessed, Legion. And um, it's quite a story um, and how that man was released from many demons and how the effect that it had upon um, the whole region. Um, and one minute he was totally controlled, the next minute he was totally free. Um, and, you know, there, when you look at that particular story, it says there, um, on verse 37, it says, So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him home saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything Every, every wonderful thing God has done for you. So he went all through the town, proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. What a powerful example of, of, of a changed life in the Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful things. And that phrase um, really caught me, because let's never forget that God has changed us and and we have wonderful things in Christ. All these songs this morning so filled us with the fact of the wonderful things that we have in Christ. And that's who we are. Um, you know, the, in, in this particular story, the people wanted to see what was happening. You know, there's always curiosity when God's at work. And other times, people are afraid of what's happening, so they're a wee bit cautious about it all. You got all these reactions that we've had this morning, and sometimes people wanted to be left alone the way they were. Not for me. I've heard that so often. Uh, when I used to do evangelism in Scotland and knocking doors every afternoon, oh, that's not for me. Uh, I heard that so often. I found it very sad, but that's the way it was. Um, so there, there is that careless attitude today among people. And so there's many reactions in that particular story. Um, but the fact is this, that I want to emphasize is this man who was bound, he was, he was healed, and he was released. There was release, and there was freedom, and there was peace. He, he sat there at peace. And you know, when we have the Lord in our life, we have peace with the Lord. It, it's so wonderful. And an encounter with God does wonderful things in our life. Now, I know that particular story is, is a, an extreme case, but the, the principle behind that remains the same. If any person encounters Jesus, their lives will be changed, totally changed. There will be an encounter there. Some will respond and some will not. Um, and that to me is what I want to share with you this morning, the whole fact that, that when things happen to us, looking back at, at our lives, we can see the ebb and the flow of what God has done in and through our walk with him. Just go through the normal flow of life Testimony is a, a, an open declaration of facts. You can't deny what you've heard today. Things change. God changes people. It's a declaration of facts. I am a new creation. Do you know that? I am born again, and one day I'm going to get a new body, which will improve on the one I have, I hope. But the point is this, that when it comes down to it all, Christian testimony is supernatural. The presence and the power of God in our lives is amazing. When, when we look, for instance, at Paul's life, what a roller coaster. What a roller coaster. You know, 
Testimony is not all about cloud nine. The power and the presence of God in your life is not always cloud nine. Okay? Hello. It's not like that at all. Um, there are times when it's easy. There are other times when I've had people coming up the road with me and saying, with a knife, you're the one that's causing all the problems. So there are interesting times when you're a Christian. If you are born again and you have the power and the presence of God in your life, it has a reaction. It changes in that kind of way. And here was Paul. If you look at his life, he was stoned. He was bitten by snakes. He was shipwrecked. He saw many, many healings. He's so many deliverances. He's so many people becoming, becoming Christians, you know. It was all that kind of situation. Folks, when we are following God and we are serving God in this fallen world, let's realize this. It's not a cloud nine experience, but it is, it is an actual, uh, as you said, Sue, that whole idea of being plugged in. We have power. We have power in our lives. That makes a difference. It makes us... It makes us sing better, Olive, you know, um, and that kind of thing. But, well, you, you sing okay, you know, uh, you're okay. Uh, but the point is this, that actually, <laughs> did that come out okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know my heart, Olive, you know? <laughs> But the thing is this, that when we, where was I? That's really, wasn't very helpful at all. Are you still with me? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Each of our testimonies are unique. And you know, our lives are an open book for all to see. Um, that's what I found over the years. Um, we are an open book for, for all to see. As we carry the presence of God in our lives, what does it look like? In each city, what, what does it look like? Well, it gives opportunity to share what God has done in your life. I love sharing what God has done in my life. Uh, and when I look back now, there are so many situations when I realize, wow, God made me look good there. You know what I mean? In a very positive way. You know, God used me. Because away when I was younger, I was quite, uh, I had a low self-esteem. And, and I found it difficult just to, to realize that I, that I had that had potential. I found it very hard at first to, to realize this. But God, God really has a love for us, and he, want, he wants to use us. And when we are Christians, God gives us opportunity to share what he has done in our lives. That is not an ego trip, folks. It is an expression of, the, of what God has done in our lives. So when you share uh, all about what God has done in your life, that has an impact. I would say that that has had more um, effect than anything else when I look back. There was one time when I was pastoring a church down in, in, in Dorset that there was one particular year when people be, began to become Christians quite regularly and we had a baptismal service every month for about seven or eight months. Because people would get baptized, they would bring their friends along, and their testimony would affect their friends, and they would become Christians, then they would get baptized, and it had a, a, it had a ripple effect upon it all. And you know, our lives are an open book for all to see, and God wants us to take every opportunity. Look at Paul before King Agrippa in Acts 26. He was there. His circumstances were not easy, but it created an opportunity to share what God has done in his life and give him an opportunity to, to share with the highest in the land. He took the opportunity. So, folks, wherever we are, opportunity knocks. It does. It really does. You know, Paul before Agrippa or in prison, it doesn't matter where we are, 
It's a place of opportunity. And I look back now and realize that that's the way it happens. Um, when I look back in my life, um, when I was, I was younger, you know, last century, um, I remember when, when we just moved in, into church work at the age of 30, I, I was really, I was really going for it. And, and um, we had got involved in a literature evangelism mission that took teams to Italy and France. And so I bought a minibus, an old minibus, um, to take the teams. We were going, our, first, our first mission was to Naples. And I bought this Austin minibus. And um, I got a friend of mine who was a, who was a sign writer to put verses on the side in, in English, in Italian, and in French. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I thought, I'm going to make an impact. Wherever I go, people are going to look at this van and they're going to see that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, it was our family car as well. But I'm sure boys who were young, when we went down for the shopping, hid below the seats. You know the idea. Um, because they weren't all that keen on, because everybody had a good look as we, as we passed, you know? It was amazing. It was amazing how, how it happened. I remember once, as we traveled back from Naples, I went into a petrol station on the road up to Paris, and, and there was a guy came running across to me, and he shook my hand. It was a guy from Holland, and he says, I'm a Christian too. Bless you in what you're doing. You know the idea? How that relates, and it links people. Um, in that kind of way. And I, I, I love that kind of opportunity. Um, I remember I, I was chaplain to, to the mayor for a year. I had to go to the council meetings once a month and open the council meeting in prayer. Um, and then I left. Um, and um, I remember, you know, the council was made up of folks, many of them I knew. The actual mayor that year was in our church, actually. And so that's why she asked me. And I had to open in prayer. And when you watch the reaction of people, some who were Christians, some who were a wee bit religious, others who were atheists, I loved watching them as I prayed. The reaction to them all. But that didn't deter me. I prayed. And when I prayed, I prayed. You know the idea? I made it clear what I was, who I was praying to, to, to and all that. And so that gave us... Every month, an opportunity. And I find that really amusing. And then there was one time, one of the ex-mayors began coming to our church. And I thought, what's he doing here? You know, and um, he was brought along by a friend. And one, one Sunday night, he came up, he, he was there. And we had, in the evening, we used to have worship and prayer in a big, big circle. We just worshipped until God began to speak maybe through a verse or through a prophetic word. It was a very informal. I love these times when God just... God just shows up. And, and people began to give, give, give share what God had done in their life. And, and this guy, he was there. He says, he says, you know, what was it? What did he say? Can you remember? How do I get it? You know? How do I get it? So I said, well, let me share you, to you about how to become a Christian. And in this big group, we led them to the Lord. You know, so don't be surprised at the opportunity when it knocks. Because it's sometimes it's, because I, I believe we have a God of surprises. That's, what, that's how, I, how I see it anyway. So be encouraged by that, by that particular fact. There's another couple that I went to, had to have a meal with them. When you have a meal with somebody, you never know. What happens? The wife was a Christian. He was not a Christian. He didn't like me. What's not to like? But the point is this, that that's the way it was. 
But after a few meals, we became friends, and he became a Christian through a, 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 an amazing experience. And that couple ended up out in working in Cyprus, in Lebanon, and Mozambique. Folk, when you lead one person to the Lord, it has a ripple effect. You don't know where it all goes after that. And so I want to just encourage you in, in all these things that, that God wants to work in, 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 in our lives and share with us. It's a powerful way to share what God has done in our lives. And so I did want to say we need to be sensitive to the moment as the Holy Spirit guides us. It's not just um, in events. I think it's in the normal walk of life that we have more God encounters than we realize. Look at Paul in Athens as he was there in Acts 17. You know, he saw all these idols. And, and, and he saw, here's an opportunity knocking. Um, he saw all these idols to, to God of this and God of that. And then there's the one to the unknown God. And he took up that opportunity. Um, and he says, this God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. What a, what, a, what, a great, what a great way to evangelize. I find that quite cool, really, how that impromptu opportunity to share the good news. As one writer has said, God is not the maid, but the maker. God is not the maid, but the maker. You know, we make things and we worship them, but we worship a God who made all things. That's the difference. He is the creator of all things. God has made man in such a way that I believe we instinctively long for God. Some people don't realize it, but I do believe in each one of us, there's that God-shaped part that is sometimes dormant, but sometimes it actually longs, and sometimes the Holy Spirit just comes into a situation and brings about a, a big change. The proof of the preeminence of Jesus is the resurrection, and one day we will all meet him. What a powerful way to share about the presence and the power of God in our lives. And so, as Paul said in that particular chapter, in him we live and move and have our being. So let's appreciate all these things as we, as we go forward this morning. But another side that I found quite encouraging is this. That testimony or sharing what's God done in your life encourages the person sharing it. I find encouragement in sharing it. Do you do that? Yeah. yeah? Hello. Speak to me. Do you, you, do you enjoy that? This sharing. You know, you've got a testimony. You know, God's power and presence is there. Just talk about it. Talk about it. You know, and, and when you talk about it, you get, you get a, a real a real buzz, a real encouragement, because we all need encouragement. Um, you want to share that? Um, the thing is this, that when the one, we, had a, we had a lovely encouragement another other week there. It was just a few weeks ago. Um, last December, I shared here in, 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 the, in the church. I think it was through. It was, it was recorded. And I shared the story of a friend of ours who works in Bolivia. She was in our youth group in Hamilton. We had a missionary class with about 100 young folks in it, and about 30 or 40 of them went into mission afterwards around the world. And she was one of them. And she went out to Bolivia, and um, she met a young Bolivian there, Sergio, and they married. And he had a wee boy, and his name was Rodney. 
And at the, for their first wedding anniversary, he took a whole group of young people in a minibus to La Paz, and they went over a cliff, and they were all killed. And you can imagine the shock of all that. I, I shared this on that particular talk. Um, and, and so she came home, and she, she stayed with us, with, with the wee boy, and we tried to encourage her and help her and everything else. And, and she said, well, God hasn't rescinded the call. I'm going back. And so she went back to Bolivia, uh, and four years later, she met a young Colombian from the town of Cali, the drug capital, quite a guy, and he had become a Christian, and he, he, went, he then moved to Bolivia, and they met, they fell in love, and they got married. And they had a, they had a little boy called Ian as well. And, and they, they went to a town called Trinidad Benny, and they planted a church, a medical center, and a school. Quite an amazing work. And I shared all this with you guys on, online. Um, and the president of Bolivia came and opened up the whole situation. It was an amazing testimony of God at work. And I shared all this. Um, just to encourage you at, at what, uh, what God can do. Then, um, just um, a few weeks ago, I got a, a text from Lorna. Now, we haven't spoken to Lorna for, for quite a number of years. Um, and she said, hi guys, I had a very interesting experience this morning that I would like to share with you. Since the pandemic started, I've been visiting online with several churches on Sunday mornings. One being Ian's church in Atlanta, where he is a worship leader. That's a wee bit of a mother boasting. Well, that's okay. You can boast. The other church I visit almost every Sunday is a church in Coventry. This morning, the speaker was from Compassion, and since there is very little to inspire me in a talk so much like the ones we gave, I decided not to continue on the site. I, want, I wanted a word from the Lord to lift me up, and for some reason, your name came to mind. I wonder if Bob and Eileen have anything online. So I went into YouTube and put in Bob Kilpatrick, and all I got was a famous Christian singer. I knew that wasn't you, Bob. I know my place. I know my limitations. Then I entered Bob and Eileen. See, the wife makes a difference. See these, see these women, you know. So I put in Bob, Bob and Eileen Kilpatrick, and up came your video from December the 1st from Faith Life. And was uplifted at just seeing you on YouTube and listening to what you had to say on trust. And of course, you could identify with all that Eileen had to say. Of course, they did. Uh, about confidence and shared some, of our shared some of our story, her story. I was in tears by them. She was, she was hearing her own story. Um, and in that way, I was in tears by then. I had asked the Lord for a word of encouragement, and he gave me over and above what I had asked for. So your talk on confidence illustrated my experience 40 years ago inspired confidence in me today. Thank you for being who you are and for your unconditional love to us. I love you both, Lorna. Now, isn't that, is, is, is that not God? That's God. You know, we're all good at doing stuff. We can plan things. But God, God just has a, an amazing release. He wants to release more and more in us than we could ever ask or imagine. That didn't have, and in fact, we actually FaceTimed them in Bolivia just the following week, just, just to see them again, just to see them again. And they're doing an amazing work out there in, in the town of Trinidad, Benny. And, and, to, to, and, and, they, and they're, they're in their 70s, after 40 years there, um, and they're still 
seeing the kingdom of God come. And so I, I just want to, to let you know this, that when you share what God is doing, it bounces back to you, and boy, does it not give you a blessing to do more and more and more and more for him. So that's my, my, my talk this morning. It's not a long talk, but I just wanted just to encourage you to be aware of this fact, that the power and the presence of God in our lives bears much fruit. And so let's give God thanks for that, that as we share in that way, we can move in that way, okay? Yeah, so could, could we all stand and we'll just, let, let's just, before we finish, let's, could we all stand? Um, and let's pray that God would, would fill us afresh with his Holy Spirit. Let's open up your hands to the Lord uh, and just, whether you're here or at home, just open up your just let's say, let's get before God with openness and great expectations. And God is saying to each one of us, I can do a measure any more than you could ever ask or imagine. That's what God is saying to us all this morning, immeasurably more. And so, Father, I just pray for each one of us, whether we're here in the school or at home, Holy Spirit, fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Give us a fresh anointing. Release, Lord, the gifts that we need to be the people you've called us to be. Help us, Lord, to enter into our destiny in you in such a way that the power and the presence of God in our lives would bear much fruit. So, Holy Spirit, fall upon us and bless us and encourage us and we'll give you all the glory. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And we say together, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you.